look at that camera. Because I'm going to start using you guys. <laughs> Thank you. Alright. <coughs> Ready? And I am. Boom. Ready. Michael, I love the movie Ghostbusters. It makes me laugh. We came, we saw, we kicked their tails. Ghostbusters. There's warfare in the kingdom. And if we're being honest and objective, sometimes the enemy pops us hard. Sometimes the enemy steals things from us that's not coming from the Father's hands. That's right. I want to tell you a dream I had two nights ago. Let's hear it. In my dream, I was in Manhattan. I was in the Big Apple. I was talking to someone I used to know very well, and I said to him in the dream, John Calvin is the biggest distraction in the history of the kingdom. And I went mm -hmm. on to talk to this person about how evil it is to declare that God's the author of sin. How evil it is to say things like every time a little girl is raped on the earth, it's coming from the hand of the Father. The most dangerous theology in the world is giving the Father credit for things that Satan is doing. 1 Thessalonians 2.8, Satan blocked what Paul was trying to do. Jesus Christ of Nazareth healed all who the devil who made, who the devil made sick, right? Mm, yes. Jesus commands us to raise the dead, heal the sick, cleanse the lepers. To give the Father credit for what the devil is doing and to create worship songs around the idea that God is doing it and praising Him is demonic in origin. It is a complete distraction from the truth. So here's my question. What do you do when you're abiding, when you're walking in purity, when you've given the Father your life, and Satan is raiding your life like what happened in Ziglag? So set the story for Ziglag up for me. What happened at Ziglag, and how do we in a new covenant do what David did to get back what was his. Talk to me. Excellent. Ziglag is a story that comes out of 1 Samuel 30. David is running from Saul for several years. He has uh, the mighty men that he's trained up. They've been through so many battles, ups and downs. It's a really difficult time for him. Ziglag is a stronghold, a safety type place that's basically David's epicenter for the time being. Well, David is going on raids in fighting the Lord's battles. The Bible says he's taking care of the enemy. He's bringing the guys with him. Yeah. Ziglag is different than any other story because the Amalekite enemy comes in while David is fighting God's battles and they steal the women and the children while they're gone. And when David returns, the city's burned, all the women and children are gone, the men are ready to stone him. But here's the reality. As I interpreted that story and I dig into it, David doesn't do anything wrong. A lot of times we'll look at that story and go, what did David do wrong? What door did he open? What did he partner with to cause the enemy to come in such a way and take even his women and children? But the reality is David didn't do anything wrong at Ziglag. And there are some battles or some things that are just going to happen in life. There's some raiding that's going to happen uh, in our lives. The question is, what did David do in that moment? And what he did is what I love this verse says. It says he strengthened himself in the Lord. He ministered to himself in the Lord. And that ultimately is the massive test at Ziglag. And the test at Ziglag is there's a raiding going on. The enemy's coming against them. But what does David do? He strengthens himself. He ministers himself in the Lord. And that's something that we need to develop as well. I was at a healing service one time that I was asked to speak at. There was someone else at the service that told this 20-something-year-old lady that her migraines were giving God glory. Mm. Ten minutes later, I prayed for her, and her migraines were instantly healed. It's a verified story. I've got other stories I can tell you. One we showed staff yesterday where I prayed for a young man with Lyme disease, and he was healed. So the question is, let's put it on the table. Maybe God's schizophrenic. 
maybe God somehow has searched the earth and just found his cute little buddy, Chad Norris, to heal people and everybody else just makes people sick. Or maybe I just refuse to believe a false misconception theology. Mm-hmm. Those migraines were not coming from the Father's hand. Mm-hmm. Somehow, it's unbelievable. Give Satan credit. He's brilliant. Somehow, we have adopted so many misconceptions. It's the greatest heist in the world. Like, even on these insurance uh, papers, an act of God. Yes. How about this? An act of the devil. Do you know that the thief comes to steal, to kill, and destroy? destroy. God's given us authority to go do his works. But it's so demonic, especially yes. here. We're in Greenville, South Carolina. It's a very religious area, the Bible Belt. So much of the Bible Belt, Satan realized he couldn't defeat the church, so he joined so many churches behind pulpits, and he, he preaches through the mouth of those that have given their lives to the Lord that God's doing things in our lives that actually is not coming from God. Yes. Now, I'm not talking about pruning. I'm not talking about pruning. I'm talking about when you're getting raided. Yes. I'm talking 1 Thessalonians 2.8 when Satan blocked the way. Mm-hmm. If, the, if the Father's blocking the way and he's shutting the door, you can't wiggle out of it. But many times, Michael, things are being stolen from us, and we keep allowing it. The Holy Spirit reminded me a story before you jumped in. I had vertigo so bad one night, I, I, I could not walk to the bathroom. And I heard in my spirit tell him to stop. I told him to stop, and it stopped instantly. There are a lot of things that we are tolerating and allowing. Yes. A lot of times the Jezebel spirits at work in someone's organization, you think the Father's pruning you. When it's not that, you need to shut that spirit stop up. Stop to- tolerating whatever it is. Your yes. thoughts? Oh, Absolutely. David had an opportunity to either feed that insecurity he was feeling from the men stoning him, the fear around it, the the self-pity, the I'm feeling sorry for myself attitude because everything is lost now. And he did it. He didn't give in to that. He didn't feed the plot. He didn't feed it. And instead, he strengthened himself in the Lord. And to me, that that is unbelievable. And in life, when we're in that moment, we're always tempted to either I can disassociate, I can go into some fantasy land and not even worry about it and, and just it's gonna all you know be healed or take care of itself, or I can I can agree with the feelings of self-pity, I can agree with the feelings of control and manipulation. And that's we allow the devil now, we give the enemy authority in our life to plunder, to raid, where instead we have to look at it differently, like, wait a minute. I carry something inside of me that's a whole lot stronger and a lot bigger than whatever's trying to raid me right now. And when I step into that, when I agree with what God is doing, what he wants to do, then all of a sudden that authority that the enemy tried to have or coming against my life is gone. I'm overpowering those feelings. I'm overpowering those John feelings. John Bevere told the story one time of, a, mm. of a, another pastor that was just giving him such a hard time. The father said, buy him an expensive watch. Wow. So he came in the opposite spirit. It's a new covenant way to go get back Wisher and all of a sudden all the warfare stopped. So in the new covenant, the age of grace, you still have to take the principle of Ziglag in the, your own life, right? Yes. Now obviously you don't go kill people like the Old Testament, some of that stuff. Wild to read. But what we do is we come in the opposite spirit. My wife had a dream three nights ago. In the dream, two people that are just really not a big fan of Wendy and I. And the church in which we leave, they came to our church and everyone welcomed them with open arms. Wow. So, so the way you take back from what the devil stole, not not the father pruning, come on, but what the devil stole, you come in the opposite spirit. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna tell you right now, and this is no new news to you. Let me tell you how to get wealthy: walk in forgiveness of your enemies and do it behind closed doors and That's truly true. bless them and love them. It's powerful. <laughs> anyway, I'm gonna tell you a story. Mm. Recently, the father told me to do something for my boys, and the cost was significant. It was around. 
$2,500. And he, had, he told me to do something with them. And I said, okay. And I did it. And a check that I didn't see coming out of nowhere comes to me. It was $300 more than I spent. That's not my point. In the prayer time the other day, the Father showed me how the forgiveness of my enemies affects two things. My physical health and my money. Yes. So that's a way when the, when a debt... Listen, I'm getting hit. Yeah. I'm about to slap somebody. Come on. It, we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. Michael, your enemies are humans. Most of them you're going to spend forever and eternity with. Yes. So what do you do in the spirit realm, in the second round, when you're getting raided? You don't even go to the person most of the time. Okay. All right. You, you see what I'm saying? That, uh, listen to this. All right. Here's another revelation on Ziglag that, that is just blows my mind. No one talks about this. Watch this. When David goes to the Lord, strengthens himself in the Lord, the next verse says, bring me the ephod. And he has the priestly garment. And it right. says he inquires of the Lord. Why is that interesting? Because it would be automatic for you and I to go, my wife and children are gone. The enemy has come and taken them away. It should be automatic. Yes, I need to go get my wife back. Yes, I need to go get my kids back. But David did not assume anything. He didn't even take that as automatic. Instead, he, praised. he, praised. he inquired of the Lord, worshipped Him, and praised Him first, and then asked the Lord, do you want me to go and get them? Do you want me to go back? It, it would be automatic for us, but he doesn't. He inquires of the Lord first. He incorporates him. He he bonds with Abba to see what he wants him to do. And that, and the father's like, go, David. I'm with you. And then all of a sudden, the strength and energy comes. And not only do they take back everything that was lost, they recover all, but they even get the plunder of the Amalekites. So they end up having double. Even when we're raided by the enemy, if we do what David did, then we'll walk away with double. We'll walk, we'll walk away, not with everything that was lost, but even more. Because God will use the enemy as a tool to bless us and to promote us. Do you know that I, my family and I are not going to participate mm. in the coming recession that I prophetically see? Yes. The leftists can talk all they want to about it. It's not a recession. It's going to get really bad, Michael. Yes. And I'm going to be blessed. And I'm going to tell you how I'm going to do it. You're mm. right. Praise is going to ever be on my lips. I'm in Goshen. Wow. I will be blessed. You see, here's the deal. Here's what's about to happen in the in the global church. You're about to see a remnant church. You're going to find out who the remnant church is. Mm. There's a lot of people that think they're in covenant with God. Come on. If you are a person that believes you're intimate with God and you are a person that doesn't cooperate with his principles of love and forgiveness and grace, if, when, when the raiding comes, mm. when the economic system collapses, when the devil's agenda is going berserk in the political realm, in the educational realm, in the health realm, you better learn to do what David did in the New Covenant. I love what Robert Morris says at Gateway. Hmm. There are a lot of principles from the Old Testament you yes. better know how to bring into the New Testament. Yes. And here's what I hear you saying. He resides upon the praises of his people. I don't have any God. I don't, I'm not going to dress up like King David. But i tell you what I'm going to do. When all heck's breaking loose, mm -hmm. I'm on my knees. When people are coming against me, I'm on my knees. Praise opens up the angelic realm to bless everything in my life. Yes. So 1 Thessalonians 5, what does it look like in that New Testament? It looks like rejoice always. Mm -hmm. Worship. Always. Joy. Rejoice always. Give thanks in everything. Mm -hmm. Not just when you're blessed or good times, 
But if you can learn and develop mm -hmm. tools in you in ways that I am thankful even when I don't have the money to pay the bill. I am grateful yeah. even when it doesn't look good. That's what ministering to ourselves looks like. That's strengthening ourselves in the Lord. That right there will put the enemy at bay. That you, will lose so many things. Do you know what the curse of leadership in the church in the West is? Intellectual capital. Sure. It's the opposite of Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Yes. When we lean on our own understanding, we don't get into the faith realm. I'm going to tell you right now what will <laughs> usher you into the faith realm. Woo! Praise. There it is. Think about Paul and Silas. Mm. You know what a lot of leaders would do? What have I done wrong? What do I need to write my journal? How do I need to improve? I ain't got nothing against David Goggins. He's just an amazing story. I'm just telling you. He's going to die one day. Yeah. Human effort can only go so far. I want resurrection power. So how do I get resurrection power? I praise when I'm in shackles. I praise when I'm in lack. Oh, really? Mm. I praise when it seems like I'm in ziggler. You praise and you praise. And you praise yes. until you feel that click inside of you. And here's what the best breakthrough yeah. is, is when you have the breakthrough before it even manifests. Yes. There are times I can feel the conception of what I'm praising. I, I can I can feel the Before it comes. Mm -hmm. yeah. I can. When God's given me a word and it had to manifest, I just, oh, I just thank you anyway. It's like you can you can see the lion in the lion's den before the lion shows up, and he's coming to snuggle and not eat you. Mm -hmm. Praise. Praise gives you a new perspective. Thanksgiving is a perspective. It empowers you to see things a whole lot different. It causes me to forget what I don't have, yes. and it causes me to forget any area of yes. lack, and it puts my focus on what I do have and what he's already given me. Yep. Because the reality is we already have everything we need to do whatever he wants us to do. You know how you're not going to praise that? When you think what the devil's doing is coming from the Father's hands. Yes. that's You just sit true. there and take it think you're being pruned. I'm saying there's a relationship between praise and plunder. Mm. And the, the church is being called right now. The remnant church is being called right now. Go get your plunder of what's been taken from you. I have a word for the church right now, and it's this. We are in a season of plunder. There are many leaders all over the church in America that you have you have been raided. You have gone through things that's not been pruning. You, there's things that have been stolen from you. But the way you go back and get it is you don't complain in bitterness to the Abba. Mm -hmm. And you don't choose the victim spirit. And yes. you don't become entitled as though he owes you anything. You just start praising. And you praise. And you praise. And here's what's awesome about true praise. When you get repaid and your barns are full, you don't even worship that stuff. You just keep praising the one you did anyway. You, just keep you came into the world naked. You're leaving naked. It's not about what I'm praising for. It's who I'm praising. There it is. Father, you're worth it. You're worth it. I mean it. You're worth it. I bless all these leaders listening to us. I pray, Father, you create a remnant mm. church of low, laid-down leaders who are just in this for you, not for their gain. Father, I ask that you eradicate celebrity yes. spirit ministers on Instagram trying to make a name for themselves. I ask that you just start demolishing those systems and that you bring leaders out of nowhere that people don't know who are just in this for you. I, I bless our listening audience with the purity to just praise you because you're worth it to our dying breath. I pray for a generation of Stevens who just worship you. And whether we're stoned, whether we're blessed, elevated, demoted, doesn't care. We just want to keep praising you. I feel like there's a changing of the guards, Michael. Mm -hmm. There's a changing of the guards in his leadership of the church. In this end time move, God, you're going to see leaders arise that no one knows. No one knows. Out of nowhere. i got one more word. The loudest person in the, in the room is typically the weakest person in the room. You have to be carefully evaluating someone's relationship with God based upon their appearance mm -hmm. in books, on stage, in media. Be careful for those quiet ones in the prayer room. I see a changing of guards. I see the war horses being released from heaven. And God's going to use these Frodo's 
He's going to use these Bobo Baggins, these nobodies. This end time move of God is for the common ordinary people. I'm wound up. God bless. <laughs> Have a great day. Oh, my God. <laughs> Man.